city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. This is episode 210 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. Yes, I am Joe Zacker. Joining me tonight is, of course, the usual suspects. We've got Tony in the house and Bam, live and direct from Australia. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? I'm going to start with you, Bam. How are you, man? Tired, happy, getting there. Tired, happy, getting there. Okay, that works. Not something I put on a scarf, but <laughs> definitely works. Um, you got a chance to watch the game. I know you did. Uh, but you were watching two games at once, right? I was, I was. I had the our game on the main screen, and on the side screen, I had the Minnesota game going. See that, everybody? He's putting in the work for all you, uh, getting it done. So he's going to have a good preview for us tonight. He got a good look at everything. We all got a pretty decent look, but Bam's our expert on this one. So good stuff, man. Tony, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. Like, had a nice quick dinner, you know, it was a very stressful game. I unfortunately wasn't watching the game, so Bam was doing dual the job for me. I went to a uh, Halloween thing with my girlfriend for that day. Oh man, so you missed out on on some madness then, huh? Oh, I, I saw I saw the uh, my phone blow up every second of the <laughs> match. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it 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 was. And we'll talk about it. A pretty wild, wild match. Um, obviously, today we're celebrating that. We're going to call this one the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you're like, that title? Why was that title when you talk about Cal? Because quite literally, this was the match you could really call the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, why? Well, obviously, the good, we got the victory. And it looks like we might remove up the standings. The bad, well, the first 23 minutes uh, would definitely be the bad. And the ugly is the aftermath. Just when we thought we guys got some ground made up, it just didn't quite turn that way. Thanks to the jackass timbers um, hurting us yet again. God, I hate those guys uh, <laughs> keeping us back, you know? Uh, and so that's why we're going to call this one the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we'll explain further all of the madness connected to that. Of course, um, we will definitely preview Minnesota United uh, and they're after their massive that's also a massive victory against uh, Philly. Uh, we'll talk about the playoff window as, as the games kind of dwindle down and what we've got to do to get there um, and the help we're going to need to get there as well because it's going to not just be us. We're going to need some support. Uh, I know. Never want to rely on other teams, but you're in a situation where you might have to. And, and to be honest, the way the competition is, those teams in many cases have to clash with each other. So there is openings that will present themselves as long as we do our job. Um, Minnesota match. I mean, you got to say it. It is the game of the year. Uh, it is the make or break. If you can't win that one, you're not going to catch them. That simple. And they're holding the last spot. They have the ever moving playoff line attached to them at this point. So that's that's the real story. Now, going into our match, of course, we were playing Dallas. We had a big talk about Ricardo Pepe. Uh, Pepe, uh, I guess what he didn't play. Uh, apparently, he sprained his ankle signing a new contract. So, yeah, listed as out for a, for an ankle. Maybe he got carpal tunnel, and that was the real injury. Who knows? But he was not available for the match. Uh, for us, you know, we thought we'd see a certain lineup. It didn't quite 
happen that way. Uh, we had a really, really fascinating lineup uh, to deal with. Uh, so we'll just jump right into this madness. Uh, so we had Arango up top. We had uh, Rodriguez, Cifuentes. We expected to see him. Blessing was in the lineup. We expected to see that. And then it gets a little bit funky, right? So in the mid, rather than seeing Janela, we actually saw Cristostomo uh, get into the mix. Or even Duke, right? Cristostomo got into there. We saw the return of Blackman in the lineup playing basically right wing back for us in this game. Uh, Fall, Murillo, and Farfan as the center back. So the Farfan became the choice, which, of course, makes it fascinating because guess who didn't get a start this time, guys? Unbelievably, Raheem Edwards did not get a start. Instead, it was Palacios getting the start. So that's what we saw. Uh, the Palacios-Farfan combo on that left side. And, of course, both of them have had a bit of a circus of a season. Uh, ups and downs and all that fun stuff adding Edwards on that side as well and it kind of gives us just you know the microcosm of what season we've had in goal was Blackman yet again uh, and we discussed that it seems like he's the guy from here on out and well there you go uh, he was he was in the lineup again uh, get into the match uh, I mean bam I'll throw it to you you saw that lineup what was your first take that lineup was Interesting. Sitting back going, certain players are sitting, certain players are starting over them. I wasn't too sure what to expect. We yeah. the news that, I mean that Pepe mm -hmm. was out for Dallas. Made me happy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then... Seeing that line up, I was scared. Yeah. You know, it's not what I expected, that's for sure. Now, what did Dallas do to combat what we had out there? Well, with Dallas's lineup, they decided to go with Miguelaro in goals, Tomasi, Hedges, Martinez, Hollingshead, Savina, Chilelo, O'Brien, Ferreira, Pomical, and Yara. That was their starting lineup. So Pomical gets back into the lineup again. Not a big surprise. Uh, I know we were talking about the goalkeeper situation. That looks like it's pretty locked in. Um, maybe Acosta not getting in the lineup could be a bit of a surprise, right? But otherwise, yeah, it's what to expect from them. They played in that clogged up midfield. They had the two defensive midfielders. No surprise to anybody what they what they decided to throw into this mix. Uh, so bam. With that being said, <sighs> approach. Were they looking for the counter, or were they coming right at us? They're coming right at us. They didn't yeah. want to hesitate. They was like, no, nah, mm -hmm. let's throw it at them. Exactly. And the reason being, with a loss or a tie, they were officially eliminated from playoff contention. We were going there to take them out. So this was a playoff game. This was their final, you could say. Uh, they had to win or it's all over. And so that is why you got the physicality. You got the intensity. They knew what was on the line. And they were ready for us. Yes, Pepe was out. But you can kind of tell, I think they were expecting it anyway. So it's it's not like they were shocked by the situation. They're happy for him as well. You got to make the move. And Wolfsburg sounds like it might be the leader. We'll see what happens there. Congrats to him on that. It's a good place for a player to make a name for himself. So good on him. Uh, moments that mattered, Tony. So let's get into this because, oh boy, uh, it got funky quick. Yeah, it did. Like, we, again, we... We always say, we always preach at, at this point, it's like I feel like I'm at a church, like always repeating the same thing. 
We have to watch the first 20 minutes. We have to also watch the last 20 minutes. What ends up happening in the first 10 minutes, it felt like there was no effort on the defense in that in that whole play because it looked like uh, for Furry for, for, for Sorry if I if I butchered his name. Is it Ferreira. Yeah, for yeah, Ferreira. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said Ferrasi. Uh, Ferreira <laughs> finds a Hogginshed who like scores the opening goal, but it was it looked like it was just a lackluster, just people like jogging into places, like it was like a practice game, and we're already down like a goal to to do that, and not even two minutes later, like Serbia like threads the needle, who finds Jaro, who chips Blackman, and thank God the crossbar got there, and again it just it just came down to lazy defense and the shocking thing about it because we'll, we'll before we get to the good stuff let's talk about the shocker of the whole match and and not you would think it'd be the hat trick but bob made substitutions like around the 20th minute which is something that's crazy for yeah so i mean bob's coaching performance was the equivalent of, equivalent of throwing a mug on the ground and then gluing it back together again that's what we were dealing with on this day we can say, hey, cool, he made the move. What a good move. Hey, you should have done it from the start. Just put it out there. He knew he made a mistake. Rather than wallowing in the error, he made the necessary changes. Um, and let's be real. Uh, uh, Farfan and Palacios together is not something I'd expect to see from here on out. Uh, <laughs> that side was just dead meat from the beginning. It wasn't working. Uh, I know Chris Estomo got, the, got yanked. Um, because again, nobody was really controlling the mid either. Uh, nothing was central. Nothing was in control. So everybody was bombing in on our guys. And now that side, Farfan and uh, and Palacios, just there was no communication. Seems like Palacios was getting stuck way high. wasn't dropping back when necessary. Uh, Farfan was was shifting over to I think to accommodate, which then put Murillo out of position as well, and it was off to the races. Um, just total mismatch not ready for what they had to offer and we were getting hammered and it should have been two nothing should have been it could have been more farfan almost scored an own goal in that process it mm-hmm. was all bad things flat nothing from our they would look very uninspired from the guys they looked dare i say it tired tired now bam you said they had like 18 days some crazy number of days off right for dallas yeah they had 18 days between their last game and our game it was an 18-day break. So they were fresh. Yep. They were ready to roll. Fresh. Maybe worried about rust because so much time off. Uh, but definitely, you know, they weren't mending injuries on the field, right? They were ready to go. No. Uh, our guys, yeah. I mean, just they weren't ready on it. The lineup seemed more experimental than what we're used to. Uh, you can't help but feel that that maybe Bob was guilty of looking ahead to the next match rather than the one that he was currently in. To think, well, I need to rest these guys because, man, we got Minnesota and we got to get the job done. So maybe they need a breather. And it's just like, nope, that's not how it works. You're playing a wounded animal and it got us. So the changes occur. And let's let's be honest. It was instant uh, difference. Uh, Duke came in there, slotted in, did what he had to do. It, it looked right. It looked strong. Uh, Bam, what were your impressions from the get-go from the substitutions? When the substitutions were made, I jumped on Twitter briefly. The amount of why Edwards, why Edwards, why Edwards that came out. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting there reading it going, 
Wait and see. Just wait and see. Tony, what happened with Edwards? 30th minute. Edwards has the ball in the in the like he, with all his energy, like 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 he is a bull in a china shop, but we needed the bull against the other bulls pretty much at this point to go in. He he gets the ball into the box and he gets fouled in the box. The play continues because it wasn't called on the play. It wasn't until VR ruled it a penalty, but it was a uh, f- literally foot was too late on the defender and pretty much just clipped him really bad. And um, was it a penalty? Yes, no. Was it a soft penalty? I'll give it a soft penalty, but at this point, I'll take it. When in in playoff picture, we'll take it, and it leads to Chicho's PK, which again, I'll take it. <laughs> we'll take whatever we want. He he put enough like 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 some elbow grease in that or something because it, we'll call it accident. English. Put some yeah, English we'll, on that thing. Yeah, we'll call it English. Yeah, we'll do that. Put some English on it, and that backspin was let the ball go in and just trailed it. And then even uh, Chicho had the right of mind to kind of like nudge the defender trying to do a goal line save to get it. But yeah, it was instant. So it was a good it was a good substitution for energy wise and stuff like that. And that's what Edwards is. He's a good boost of energy, which we didn't have because again, it looked like we had no we had no no spirit in the first couple of first 20 minutes at all. It's just the chemistry was dead. There was nothing there. Um, the one thing Edwards did is came in pissed off, right? There was, there is an edge. And honestly, Duke came in pissed. He's not getting chances and he needs one. I find it sad that he just doesn't get a chance to start. And he has to come in in a jam and try to save us. Like how fair is that to him? It's not, we know the quality that he can offer. If you're gonna if you're gonna start somebody, that's the guy that needed it. He's the one that's not getting it. Everyone else is getting a shot. He's not. So Duke gets in the game. Edwards gets in the game. Edwards gets gets rough from the start, but it worked. He basically that play the the, the defender misses the ball, goes through it, could have pulled out. You would think. Nah. I think he had to get away with it. You know, take a shot, move on, and you'll miss it. Well, the ref missed it. VAR did not. Thank goodness. We got the call. I think it was justified. It's reckless. Yes, it's in the box, but it's reckless. That's simple as that. Yeah. You made contact, uh, you yeah. missed the ball. What else do you want? By yeah. letter of law, penalty 100%. Right. Like As Tony said, soft penalty, but penalty. Don't be sloppy with it. Simple. Right? These are professional athletes. You know better. So, uh, good on him. Yeah, Chicho's goal was, was hilarious. It's just the way that went in it was... Well, that's why you hit him hard, I guess. I don't know. It, it It's wild. So we keep on going. Uh, it looked like we might have figured things out. Sadly, of course, you know the LAFC story. It sucks to begin games, and it's even worse to close out halves. Yeah, when it gets close to the whistle, apparently we check out. And 45 minutes, guess what? Tony? Jar scores. Like, again, yeah. it's just a breakdown of the, the defense again, and... It's I, I love the dude. I want and like he does a lot for us. But Mario was just caught sleeping. You know what I mean? He was just caught sleeping and and like it was a good pass. I'll give him the credit. Like I'm not just gonna say like Mario was just sleeping. But it was a good like through pass to get to find Jar. But at the end of the day, it has to be a a perfect pass to find Jar, not a good pass. And it, it was just mm-hmm. again, it's just Mario's hurting us at the moment and. 
I don't like bashing players and stuff like that, but at this point it's just it's hard. You know what I mean? It's some something's not clicking. I don't know what it is. And it's just these constant mistakes. Now I think one thing with Murillo is he tries to overcompensate for other players' weaknesses. And he catches himself on plays. Uh, he was shifting way too much towards the left in many cases because, honestly, our left back was horrible on the day. It just was. Uh, it wasn't good. That left side wasn't good. Um, and so he's burning himself on that. I will say Fall acquitted himself rather well throughout the match. Some good hits from him, too. I thought Blackman, not the goalkeeper, the defender, uh, was doing his part up until about that 45th minute where it just looked kind of funky from everybody. It just wasn't wasn't a way to close things out. They get the goal. We go into half all angry because, man, we finally figured it out, fixed things looking right, and they catch us on one. So second half goes along. Honestly, I thought we came out the way we needed to. It looked way more organized. It looked better. Uh, more changes, of course, come into the match. So in the 46th minute, you get Ibiaga, thank goodness. Uh, and you get Mosovsky, uh 59th minute. So you can catch up all the way to there. Uh, the Ibiaga move made sense. Blackman looked tired out there. He did his work, but he knew he was going to be on limited minutes. So no surprise there. Uh, Mosovsky, you know, I think we were all calling for Mosovsky at some point here. Like you mm-hmm. just needed somebody that could play more of a target, target role. Um, the substitution choice, though, what was your guys' take on that move? The moose, the moose for Rodriguez, or yeah, 59th minute. Rodriguez already coming out of the match. Go for it, bam. Pretty big deal, right? Yeah, but you're looking at two with another big game coming up. Right move. He, he wasn't having the greatest game, and we needed to get a nice spark in there. He came off angry. Mm-hmm. He knew that he didn't want to come off, but he knew why he was coming off. So to me, it was the right move. Right. He was chasing it all game. Let's be real. He was. Uh, you you got to wonder. You know, I, I thought it was pretty wild that that was the move that was made. I do. I mean, simply because he is your designated player. I know. Oh, but yeah. But yeah, again, it, it was one of those guys you don't expect to go off. But. You know, the first half subs were a statement by Bob, and I think this was as well as nobody's safe. In terms of messaging, it was the right message for the guys out there. Those who put in work play. Raheem, yes, we know the skill level is not the same, but he works. Mm-hmm. Work rate means something, especially against a team like Dallas, who's going to use their physicality more than their skill set, right? They're going to grind you. you got to give it back. So Moose gives it back. He doesn't hold back. Duke gives it, right? The guys he put into the match are guys that aren't afraid to be physical. That's for certain. So I think it did make sense, right? Uh, we keep going. We get into, oh, the 75th minute. What happens, Tony? So one of our substitutions, Duke, um, literally falling as he's passing this ball, like threads the needle to Moose. In open field. Now, mind you, um, I was actually watching this part of the game because I was able to catch it on the ESPN app in Spanish. And the the uh, commentators and the color commentator were pretty much saying that it was offside, that it shouldn't be a goal. Again, 
they i believe spanish media does hate us a lot so i like i said i was having this conversation with my girlfriend about it but spanish media doesn't seem to like us too much but besides the point um duke finds moose in the wide open field field and just tear like takes it all the way finds chicho and chicho just easily slotting goal just one touch it in the thing that scared probably everybody who was watching it is he got in he got a collision went to the keeper the keeper kind of threw his arm up a little bit to kind of protect himself yeah and chicho just landed bad and he was rolling around on the floor for a good couple minutes or a yeah a good couple minutes and but it was not nothing that we've seen from chicho before so it was a very scary moment because our person who's producing and giving the the energy to our 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 offensive line is could be gone for a little bit but um, luckily he's fine he's okay and you can see in line even four minutes later blessing saves a broken play like he like did some nice wizardry like ronaldinho isk kind of moves we'll give it not as nice as him but ronaldinho is finds fall on the wing and fall takes it up crosses it in it hits a Dallas defender a little bit and he tries to clear it out but it was more of a pass to chicho and just right there chicho's first hat trick of his lac career and now he is i'll say this he's could be in the running to probably take a goal score of the year I mean, we go from freaking out like, oh, gosh, the season's over. Then four minutes later, there's two in the net. Mm-hmm. That's a quick turn. In terms of Rongo's injury, he knew he was hurt because he wasn't flopping around and rolling around. He stayed perfectly still. That's why I was like, oh, gosh, he's not moving enough, right? Mm-hmm. To me, it looked like it could have been a Charlie horse, but I think in the end of the day, it's pretty much just impact on a muscle, and the muscle decided to spasm. Like that That's what it looked like to me, and, and he was fine. You know, he, he ran it off pretty much. He, he just went back to action and got in there got some got some liquids in him and, and got back into the mix uh it happens it happens yeah, but uh the moment guts mm-hmm. yeah the moment he Go went it, down you saw him sig- signaling over to get the uh trainers over the moment he went down like as i said in our group chat was just no 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 <laughs> yeah no i i was in semi-panic mode the only good thing was he wasn't asking to be subbed out he was asking for help but he wasn't asking to be subbed out if he did that i would have started crying uh <laughs> the guy is basically our guy you know this is the guy that's going to get us where we need to go there is no question we have the supporting cast that can help him to service uh to get him the passes he needs but it's now orango's team this this is the chicho side he has taken control. This is his side now. We are dealing with a new era in a short amount of time. We now have a new era to deal with. And you're like, what about the other guy? I talk about players that play for LAFC. And I think that's our policy going forward. Is the guys are who, are who are here to grind, the guys who are here to play, that's who we're going to focus on. I don't care about who's not on the field. It's about who's on the field. When said players are ready to come back, then they're part of the discussion. Until they're back, they're not back. No reason to waste time on it. Those who are ready to play are are in the conversation. Yeah, I'm there. I've gotten to that point. I'm going to worry about the boys and celebrate the boys that are putting in work. So there's my two cents on that. So we get into it. We get, (laughs) I had to. Um, Yeah, blessing, give blessing full credit again. Getting stuck in a player that likes to grind. This is what we need. 
uh, getting the job done. Uh, I think our questions, of course, for the rest of this match was, are, are these guys going to actually hold on? Is this group going to do it? Is this what's going to get us across the line? Amazingly enough, with nine minutes of injury time. Yeah. What the hell was that? Uh, they did. They survived. I was getting kind of freaked out because there was a lot of ch- chances where the guys were like, I'm just going to try to get another one rather than just run it to the corner flag. There are a few <laughs> of those youthful. I'll call them youthful indiscretions. Um, <laughs> right? As a professional, you know. Oh, you got a little too excited about maybe getting another one. Uh, I did like, and I know it annoys people, but I did like the moments where some of our guys decided to take a, take a rest on the ground there and give ourselves a few seconds to find ourselves. Right? Take your time getting up. It's okay. That that's a part of the game, especially when you're trying to get into the playoffs. You do these things, the not so pretty things to get in. And the guys were doing that, so I credit them for that as well. Good things. Uh other things we got to talk about of course is the goalkeeping situation. It is the elephant in the room. Blackman gets another spot. I don't think Blackman got one save in this game. Did he? I think one, right? Yeah, one. Yeah. One one diving save that wasn't quite even that much of a diving save. Uh, has this guy gotten vertical at all this season on any attempts, like gone airborne? No, I've seen him more watching the ball pass him. Is the best way I've to seen say. him go go low, but I've seen him watch stuff go to the upper. Yeah, but never actually leave the ground. It's weird. I mean, I, I as much as I've played, even if I knew I was beat, I'm still gonna go in the air for it, like. You never know. You, can't, you don't concede, man. That's conceding. I don't know. It drives me crazy. But um, I'll just say this. Free Romero, right? He need, I, I'm there. I'm in the free Romero movement. Bam, where are you at on this? I'm at the Scott Public. That works, too. Good. That works, too. See what he's done. Right, right. Tony, what are you, where are you sitting on this? I'm on the just bring back Mar- Mar- Romero. Sorry, I couldn't even say his name right now. That's how long he's been. He hasn't been in the thing, but yeah, I'm in back in Romero. But again, we don't know what's what Romero has done or what Cicinega has done to put to put in to be put in do- Bob's doghouse. You know what I mean? We don't it feels know. Like a doghouse. It yeah, feels like so. a doghouse. Something's up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just anybody but Blackman is my my vibe at this point. I'm just really there. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Nothing against the guy, but he just hasn't he hasn't dominated anything. He hasn't led anything back there. If he's there to organize, I don't see anything getting organized. Nope. I'm just distribution is not the same. Romero's better at distribution. I'm trying to figure this one out. And out, outside of pedigree, where he trained, you know, I don't I don't see it. You know, I get where he's from but we're here now mm-hmm. and, and what has he done for us? And that's all that matters to me. And I don't see it. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing to talk about. And I think we're all kind of in the, in the boat and we'll go to everybody as well on that. Um, and there's the, what about Bob, right? He did make the necessary adjustments to save this thing, but man, why do we keep having these dumpster fire lineups from time to time? This reminds me of when Kansas city kicked our butts at home. Like, what are you doing? Uh, well, 
as we'll we'll talk about it when we bring up Minnesota. I think he was look, like we've been saying he's looking towards Minnesota, and that's when's going to be a rough game for us. Minnesota's no pushover, as we'll break it down. But I think that's what he was doing was he was looking towards Minnesota. He got guilty of the one thing we said not to, for any of us to do. Yeah, to look ahead. You know, and it burned him, and he had to burn players. I don't know about you, but getting taken out in the first half doesn't sit well with me. So, Bam? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was a bad lineup, but at least he took ownership and made changes in the first half. This yeah, wouldn't have happened right. three months ago, four months ago. Yeah, I, you know, that's the other thing I think all of us were talking about is like, where was this, where was this four months ago? Where was this, this aggressiveness, urgency? Who would have had it back then? We wouldn't be in the situation we're in now. That's for certain. That's for certain. We had two trips. Um, and then the other the other thing that that popped up, of course, was uh, I guess there was an incident post game. So you guys get to take a look at that one, Tony. I know you were talking to me about it. Um, uh, did you get any detail on what, what happened there? I haven't seen anything from it. All I could see was Edwards, of course, our hothead, <laughs> resident hothead, getting into it with. Um, some of Dallas, I don't know. And then it got to like I saw like Dallas's goalkeeper, like kind of like kick, kicking him, like you know, when you're a little kid and you kick him in the shins, seeing that, and then the rumble, and then the uh Dallas fans, I don't know if it was the supporter section or just fans in general, were uh saying the uh word that we're trying to ban from every stadium, especially in the Mexican national team. And it's out there. Yeah, as yeah, a chant, be a as a ch- as a chant, as like a boom, 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 word, <laughs> boom, boom, so word. All, all 12 of them, you could hear each individual voice <laughs> <laughs> getting into it post game. Uh, I the guess sour grapes in there. The only thing I about it was mm-hmm. apparently a bit of trash talking to from them to our pl- their fans to our players. Our players reply back going, look at the scoreboard, and then it kicked off from there. Yeah, they're, they're guys have a right fans. to defend themselves, right? You got a right, you know. It, it, welcome to the welcome to the pre-playoff, right? <laughs> it's life and death, and everybody's on edge. So there's that. Uh, that was the only other interesting thing. Uh, I'm gonna jump this over to our amazing community. Yes, guys, I'm finally jumping on, getting into the comments, seeing what you guys are up to. Uh, and here we go. So we have <laughs> LOL man in trash can. That's hilarious. You Mark looking. Let's see. Ox. We're getting the eyeballs. Even Tony's guilty of the eyeballs tonight. There we go. All right. And then there's hooligan ox question. What has Romero done that has Bob keeping on the bench? Or what has Pablo done as well? Right, it's weird. It's weird. Mark says it, it's like Chicho box. Yes, go for it, man. Yeah, it, it's like they've both dated Bob's daughter and broke up with her, so now he's sitting them. Like that's the only explanation you can say. Right, like it's just so weird. Um, you know, it's all about earning it, and I guess that's not the case for goalkeeping at this point. It's strange. Strange. Uh, Mark Lopez says Chicho boxing out like he's in key under the basket is my new favorite Chicho moment. The man knows how to throw weight. 
That is true. You're not scared of anybody. It's a beautiful thing to see that physicality. Again, MLS playoffs is all about physicality. It just is. It's the, the skill doesn't get you through. It's the grind that gets you through. And now you're seeing it in the games that count. It's the grinder teams getting results. And so Chicho doing what he does tells me he's got it in him. You see the others that came in, they got it in him. It's just the concern is too little too late, right? And we'll get into that in a few minutes. Uh, Jason Lemus in the call. There we go. Well-earned penalty by Edwards. I agree. I agree. Jason also says, I felt as Chicho hit the PK too soft, rather than him take a different approach when he will become predictable. Yeah, he got away with one. That's for sure. That's for sure. He knows it. He knows it. Huganox, yep, Mario hasn't been too good in the back, especially with Segura missing. Yeah, we know. Our backline is a show right now. That's for sure. Not the good kind of show, but a show. Uh, Huganox, Sifu as well. He hasn't been the same player we're used to seeing out there. Sifu looked tired in this game. He disappeared for long stretches in this game. Didn't, you know, I think it took Duke to take over to save yeah. save what we had going. Uh, I think with Sifo could have well, been. Mm-hmm. He's missing a bit of a twister. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Sad not to have a twist available. He didn't even make the trip. Um, yeah. It, 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 you see the guys that do need a rest. Are the right guys going to get the rest? That's the story, right? Now they got three days to get it right and get well rested in three days uh, for another team that's on three days rest. So there is that. Uh, Jason Lima says we see more of Duke on social media than on the pitch. Is it just Bob or the whole staff that is holding him back? I'm just not sure. Um, there could be trust for some of the other players. Could be matchups that they see. Could be a concern about his defensive output more than offense. We know what he can do on offense. Could be the defensive situation with him and that they're just not, not feeling that he's all the way on both sides of the ball. It's the only thing I could figure on, to be honest. Otherwise, yeah, he should be out there. Uh, Mark Lopez, Estrella loves us. Love watching games on Estrella. Oh, he's being nice to Estrella. I thought they were. Yeah, that's true. There is love there. Not on ESPN Plus. That's for certain. Um, I watched the ESPN Plus feed as well in Spanish. And yeah, it was definitely anti, anti LAFC. There was a slant. Uh, apparently, they're going by the 94 rule book where even is still off. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it was not offside. Uh, Hooligan Ox jumping in with a uh, better way to say it. Tony is the player who literally is carrying our team right here, right now. Chicho. Chicho. I think he means Chicho. Mm hmm. Yes, he's our captain, Subasa. Agreed, man. Agreed. Uh, we're we're so lucky to have him. That's for sure. Jason Lima is props to Stray TV carrying LFC nowadays and sports teams sell out cable, making it difficult for fans to watch their teams. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I mean, honestly, over air is always the best. If you really want to get a fan base built, you got to have the over air option. That's for sure. Uh, hooligan ox it's hard to watch match on espn plus because you get the opposing team's announcers and it's annoying opposing team and in spanish <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is right uh hooligan ox is on the free romero uh trip here we go jason limas if lsc makes the playoffs bring back santo romero uh that a way to kill romero confidence 
uh, having back in the doghouse with Cisnega. Yeah. Oh, Christian, you're killing us with this. Christian Philemon is in, in the show. Uh, he says Tyler Miller has 11 clean sheets. And he gives us the, the, the crazy eyes. Tyler Miller has four defenders that can play every game, that play well every game. Uh, he, dude, the last loss they had was a Tyler Miller special. Just go back and look. He was responsible for two goals against. They were all him. He owned them. Um, they can keep Tyler. I don't want Tyler back. I don't. There has to be another way. That's for sure. Uh, you'll see. Go back. There's plenty with howlers coming from him. He just happens to have really good defenders in front of him that hold that hold court. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Blackman is literally a statue at times out there. I, I think I threw it out there that he should have been charged admission for this game. Yeah. He had the yeah. best seat in the house and he watched the whole game. So he would, they should have charged admission. That's for sure. They were cheap. Though. The tickets were cheap. I heard they were like twelve, like $16 for field yeah. seats. Yeah, we had one of our one of our brothers out there that they got field <laughs> seats for $16. Nobody goes. Nobody cares. They don't play in Dallas. That's half the problem. Just saying. Uh, what a place to put a Hall of Fame. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Hugonox, uh, like you said on your last episode, Philly. Oh, what it? Philly. A lot of our old players end up doing better on new teams. It is true. It seems like uh, the recent ones it hurts a bit, right? Mac is fitting in perfectly in Colorado, and Miller is respected in in Minnesota and doing what he has to do. That it. That is true. That is true. Uh, but there's a certain guy that plays in Carson that's not doing so hot. So there you go with that. Uh, just saying, uh, Christian back into it. Happy for them, but it's annoying for us. Ox. Yeah, exactly. I don't wish any ill will towards anybody that's played for us. They're still alums for this team. Uh, it's just the business. Uh, just don't play well against us. Hogan <laughs> Ox truly is Philly. There it is. Um, yeah, this, this also happened. Fans were throwing bottles at our guys. That is true. Yes, Raheem was ready to start swinging. When is he not? When is he not? Yeah. I love that about him. It's good. Uh, Jason, no excuse. Their fans act like trash just because their team is trash. You know what? We don't have to talk about it anymore because their season is done. Uh, but we'll enjoy the best thing about them playing in Germany next year. That's nice. Uh, Hooligan Ox. Maybe Romero forgot the... <laughs> Forgot the oh the papusas and Pablo yeah. forgot the tamales. Oh, okay, I get you. I get you. I'm just slightly blind, so I couldn't see the papusa. Uh, yeah, right. Maybe he wasn't on the list. Who knows? Tony, you got you're putting your finger up. What do you got? I was gonna say I was like, it sucks for Dallas because it's like, um, as uh, the defenders brought up in their last episode, and it's true. It's like they produce such good talent, but. I don't know what happens from their talent side of them scouting them and then selling them for big to when they're on the team. Cause you would think that would translate really well. So it's like, what is going on with them? You know what I mean? They never get a full season. It seems guy yeah. finally has a breakthrough season and he's done. Donezo. Like you're out. They never build a culture with the players that they build. I don't understand how quick it is. You look at the young guys that have gone to Bayern already. Like, yeah. dude, Juventus. what are you doing? 
Like, is there any it, interest in winning? There's that's interest weird. in money, but that's the thing. That's a different thing about it too. Is like we understand that we are a selling team, and we want to sell our players and make money off it. But it's like we have to share that money with the whole league as well with MLS. So it's like you're not really making money. You get a, a portion of it, but not the full amount, which yeah. is the weird part. So it's like I don't know. The only thing you can hope for is that they're looking at going. We got all these good young players from us. Hey, buy Munich, buy our club, and we can be a feeder for you. Like, well, I mean, they're not of. buying the club. They don't have to buy the club. They just all they have to do is date. Yeah, <laughs> they're just they have a relationship. That's it. That's, that's yeah. How, they have a deal with them. It's crazy. That's that's how they keep in business. It's not because of the fans and the attendance and the winning seasons it's because of the players that they produce and buying and paying 20 million for mckinney of 20 million for probably peppy if he goes there which i don't think he is i think like you said wolfsburg nah, was the w- one wolfsburg seems to be the the team in the, the the running the most of everyone yeah i get why right he wants to play what's he gonna do at byron except rot and play for byron too like mm-hmm. why would you want to do that at Wolfsburg, they have a striker that's basically got one foot out the door already and might be gone in the winter break. Just It makes sense. Actually, they've got a striker that's been rumored for like the last season and a half to be going on a move, and he hasn't done it yet. I guess this is the incentive to make the move. So good on Wolfsburg. Good on Pepe. I think it'll look cool to see him on that team. Yeah, I know. You guys, what about Bayern? They like to buy him yeah, after they're things. established. <laughs> they got the money. They can buy them later. It's 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 okay. They like the finished product. Be the feeder. Yeah. 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 Right. We don't. We don't need raw talent. We just need talent. Fits. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's cool. Uh. So that that's kind of where we're at with them. Forget Dallas. They're done now. All all eyes are on Minnesota, and what we're gonna do next. Before we jump into that, of course, we want to talk about the playoff hunt. You got to know the picture. You got to know the picture at hand before you get into it. Um, I like going to sports club stats to look at it. To me, they're the most brutally honest because they're looking at the schedule, who's playing who, the what ifs, the probabilities. There's no oh strength of club like like 538 does. The 538, I think, weights things. I don't like the way they weight things. So here's the real talk. We look at the Western Conference. Every team that we needed to lose or draw – actually won so it really hurt us so minnesota got their win galaxy got their win rsl push they didn't have a game so you know their chances lowered but they're still in a good position vancouver was the heartbreaker they should have lost the game they were two nothing at what halftime or in the second half they were two nothing um and somehow came back and won three two against portland i hate you portland uh <laughs> Even San Jose got a win, so they're still kind of sort of in the race and not eliminated quite yet. So for us, it got tough. We went from being just out of the playoffs, only a few, like one, yeah, four points out, right? Just barely out of playoffs. So now we got to leapfrog Vancouver yet again. So we sit with 40 points. Vancouver, who's also out of the playoff, is at 43 points. Minnesota with the last spot hanging on with 44 points. That's right. Four freaking points. What does that mean? That's a two-game set, right? Either you can't catch them in one. RSL forty-two points. Or sorry, yeah, I'm looking at it right. Um, yeah, 
right? They're at the 42, uh, if I'm seeing that right. Uh, basically, yeah, they're 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 watching too, right? Uh, you got a Galaxy, who's honestly a win away uh, from qualifying. So, with that being said, the playoff chances right now for LAFC is 19.2 percent. I know. 20, less than 20%. Vancouver's rated at 50-50 chance to make it. Minnesota's at 68%. RSL 75 because they've got that game in hand. That's why they get that. Um, Galaxy 87%. Portland 97 You're like, why is it so hard to get in? Well, just to explain it to you, I'll jump into the LAFC stats and what they've got to do to win out. Uh by beating Dallas, yes, they improved their odds, but they burned a game, right? They didn't gain it. Now, say we go 4-0, right? They put us at 100% chance if we sweep the if we sweep the set. Now that mind you, that means we would have to beat Seattle and Minnesota in the process. Uh yeah, and we have to beat Minnesota anyways, but 4-0 would get you in. If you go 3 wins in a draw, you're at 98.6% three wins and a loss, but I wouldn't say that loss could be to Minnesota guys. Uh, you'd be at 88.7. So say you get three wins, you only lose one to like Seattle. Uh, you're an 88% chance of making it. All right. If you go with two wins and two draws, you're about a 64% chance. Yeah, that's not the greatest 64%. If you go two one and one, so you lose a game, a tie game in the process. You're only a 37% chance of making it at that point because of who we're playing against. If you're two and two, 11.7%. One win in three draws. Yeah, not happening. Okay. If you somehow go with one win, one loss, two draws at the 1.4%, it's not happening because you'd only get 45 to finish the season. As you can tell, that's not going to work. So, what does that mean? That means we need three wins, guys, to really control our destiny in any sort of way and not lose to Minnesota in that process. Like I said, you go three and one, you're an 88% chance of making it. Three wins and a draw, you're 98%. So anything less than three, your chances are pretty darn slim. And if you lose a game, then you have to win a three, right? So what does that mean? It's life and death against Minnesota. And you're like, well, what about Minnesota? What's up with their schedule? Why is it so easy for them? Well, if I jump over to Minnesota, who is holding that last, kind of sort of holding it, right? I guess RSL's got the game in hand and they're holding it. But look at Minnesota. Obviously, they're 100% locked in, almost 100. If they get two wins, two wins, doesn't matter what else happens in the other matches, two wins gives them a 96% chance of making the playoffs. They could even go one win and three ties, 98% chance of making the playoffs. So if they get to the 50-point mark, they're in, okay? 50 points, they're in. Uh, anything above that, 99% and above. So they're looking for two wins out of their last, what, four games? They only need two wins, and their story is written. They're in the show, okay? Yeah, I know. We have to basically dismantle everything for them in this last, this latest match. You're like, well, what about RSL? I mean, they've got less points in the game in hand. Can't we get them? Well, okay, let's look at RSL. If I look at RSL, if they get three wins, they're in. Okay. If they get two wins and three ties, they're in because that's 51 points. Uh, if they go two wins, two draws, and a loss, they're still a 99% chance of going. <laughs> if they go two, one, and two, 
94% chance. They could go one win and four draws, and they're still 90% range. You see the problem here. That game in hand is all bad things for us. What's it going to take for them to basically drop out? Say they get one win, but then they lose three of the matches. So say one, one, and three, then they're they're toast. Okay? Uh, that's the thing. They got to lose like three games to get bounced. Even one, two, and two is a 54% chance. So they're borderline. Okay. Uh, so their magic number. Mm-hmm. Against Chicago and Dallas. Both teams out. Right. Uh, what does that mean? So if they get to the 48, 49 point stage, that's when you're like, okay, we can't catch these guys. It's going to get tough unless we win out. Um, that's the hard talk. And you're like, well, what about Vancouver since somehow those guys got away with one? That's another story because they're out. They're not in, right? They're a 50-50 shot of getting in because they're on the outside looking in. Well, if you look at their schedule, if they get three wins, they're in. If they get two wins and get two draws, they're in. Uh, at least that's how the odds see it. If they go 2-1-1, one, and one, they have like a 94% chance. And where's that Where's that little percentage? It's us sweeping things, right? I can, that's, that's where it's at because we we're, we're the team that can give them that loss, right? Um, so then becomes matchups that decide it. But in pure numbers, everyone we're looking at, if they get two or three wins, there's, there's a good chance we just can't catch. The Galaxy, it's not even something to say. They get one, they're in. Portland gets one. Portland gets a draw, they're in. So we're here, guys. This is real. This is the situation that we're in. We have to win out. We don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. Uh, and, and hope that you derail teams. Like you take Minnesota down and they they it falters and they mess up their next match after that. That's what you have to hope for. They got to mess up two games. One has to be against us. Yeah. Um, and get one, one, one or they, they need three bad results. Let's be real. Uh, yeah. So, yes, the odds are still stacked against us. Yes, we have to run the table. And that's all we can do to control our destiny is win. We lose on the weekend. You're not going to catch them. You're not. Then you got to hope that RSL loses all their games <laughs> to be that other team. And hope the Vancouver tanks too. So any old way you look at it, it's not a pretty situation. You have to control your destiny by winning all your games. Sorry to be the Debbie Downer, but that is the truth of it. Bam, what is your impressions of my ugly numbers of the day? It is what it is. We need help from other teams. We need run <laughs> yeah. the table and we need help. The last two two weeks we need help hasn't happened. No. It hasn't. I think it's wild that we might have to look to the galaxy to get a result against somebody. Hurts, but it's reality. Uh yeah, you, that's the fun of playoffs is you're looking at teams like, oh, I hope they do good. And otherwise you hate them. You hate them. Like, why am I rooting for Portland last night? Are you kidding me? I have to root for those guys. Yeah. Right. We need Vancouver eliminated. I need to get the job done. So scoreboard watching is going to be important this weekend. It will. Of course, we got to get our win. Of course, that's everything. But yeah, you can't ignore it. We need some help from the outside. Uh, moving on. From that, and before we talk about the match itself, let's get some club news and rumors out of the way. Uh, Bam, what you got for club news, sir? Well, club news, 
we have the one and only Chicharunga, player of the week, to go with his back-to-back team of the week. So last week and this week, he was the team of the week. So congratulations to him. Well-deserved. Amazing. It's amazing. Uh, you know, veteran player, not a kid, that's for sure, comes in and, and, and takes it. He had to adjust in, but he's got it now. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Just hope we can keep him for more than like two seasons, you know? <laughs> we also have coming up for everyone to look forward to on the first of next month and the second of next month. We've got the Dear Dear Los Mortis. I just pushed that. That's correct. Yeah. Dear Los Muertos. <laughs> Picked a non Spanish speaker. <laughs> <laughs> So All right, I'll read it off. I'll read it off. Yeah. So, 6 p.m. November 1st, altar setup. November 2nd, 3252 and LAFC community are invited to place their mementos and offerings at the community altar at 5 p.m. A drum circle and altar presentation will occur at 9.30 p.m. And you're like, wait, what, 5, 9.30? What's in the middle? That's right, a match. We're all going to be there anyway. It's a game. Seattle, right? Make it mm-hmm. Seattle. Probably Seattle. So, uh, yeah. So, basically, you set up beforehand, right? The day before. You can make offerings at 5 p.m. and then head on into the game. Hopefully, walk out in victory uh, and go to the drum circle and altar presentation. Uh, it is in the Northwest Plaza. Figure look over by, say, the fields. Okay. Uh, That's where it's going to be. Definitely, this is for everyone. This is for the entire LAFC community. If you have someone that you want to represent on there to honor, bring their picture, bring an offering. Um, Everyone is invited in the community uh, to to place whatever they choose uh, there. So definitely, definitely participate. Um, This is the year that, you know, we need this. We've lost a lot of people in the last two years. Um. Yeah, this is right. There's no doubt about that. Um, Tony, anything you want to add into this? Just like I said, it's like a good time. Um, like like most people in the Los Angeles area who know Dia de Muertos, it's a it's a it's a day of remembrance of all the people who we've lost, and it's a it's just a good to rem- to just remind people of like who you've lost and all the happy memories. And it's not a sad time. That's that's let's, let's get this oh. started. It's a, it's a happy time to remember all the good, all the stuff. And it's just, it's, it's a fun celebration for the dead. You know what I mean? It, out of all the, there's like, there's supposed to be three days, but here in America, Dia de los Muertos seem to attract more people because of also it comes right after Halloween a little bit. Yeah, and you don't want to get eclipsed by that, that's for sure. Um, I know celebrations in the city start as early as Friday. Um, I know Grand Park is going to have an event um, and altars displayed as of Friday night in the evening. So, And that's going to be carrying all the way through uh, to to actual Dia de los Muertos. So in the city, you're seeing things pop up. That is for sure. In our case, it's going to be this match. So next week, uh, definitely like, like check it out. Even if you have not, you know, you're not going to be donating anything. Definitely come on out and honor those, 
um, that we all love, that we miss. That's for sure. Thank you, Bam, for, for spreading that. Um, I know Julio brought it up earlier today, uh, presented that to everybody uh, from D9U. And uh, this is the full community. This is the full 3252 family involved. So, yeah, good on everybody involved with this. Uh, moving on, uh, any other news that we have for club and community, Tony? Yes, actually, um, <laughs> we will be having a concert for, I know we're going ahead of ourselves, but we will mm -hmm. be having a, a, a K-pop concert for P1 Harmony uh, for the Seattle game coming up, and they will be singing the national anthem. So I don't know if that's confirmed or not, so we'll see. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. So that means we get a we get a night off thirty two fifty two, or we're we're accompanying the anthem. There you go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> work on those voices, folks. Uh, don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Should be good, guys. Um, yeah, I guess it's a pregame concert, which is totally cool. So, yeah, it's something different. I welcome it. anytime we get live music at the bank before a game. I'm all for it. It's cool. It's super cool. So. Good on them. Um, viewing parties. I think there was a few listed for this weekend. Uh, I know Dare Wolf uh, in Pasadena. Black Army is going to be in the dungeon, quite literally. That's the underground bar. Uh, there they call it the dungeon. Um, pretty sure Rowdies and crew are going to have a, a joint watch party at uh, Rowdies in Rancho. I've been there a few times. It's a great place to go watch a game. They're soccer people, which is always the the best thing is when 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 a when a venue host knows the game and knows knows what the culture is and fully supports uh, what we do. Uh, it's always a good thing at Rowdies. And uh, I know Lucky's is Lucky's. Lucky's going to do lucky things. Um, mm -hmm. I do know some people are going to be at that Premier League event at the Coliseum this weekend as well, but that's just too darn early for me. Yeah, I heard there's something going down. So look out, look out, folks. Just saying, I'm not going to promote Premier League here, but there's something going on. Uh, Viewing parties, yeah. If you've got them, post them up. Throw them our way. We can always retweet, we repost, throw it into our stories. Tony, Tony's our social media guy, so uh, yeah, we'll definitely. You know, he's gonna handle it. I'll jack up Twitter, but he owns it everywhere else. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> so that is where we're at. Uh, speaking of the good, the bad, and the ugly, I guess this is good. Uh, Fenerbahce update, bam. So, this morning, um, Fenerbahce played Royal Antwerp at home in the Europa League game. Uh, Rossi came on in the sixth, sixth minute as a sub. It was a 2-2 draw with Royal Antwerp. So, they got a point from it. They're sitting third in the group. They really need to get some wins to go further. Their next game is at home against Aliaspor at 9 a.m. Uh -huh. Sunday. So Where can we watch me. those games? Right, they're they're available, right? They are, they are. I, I'll admit, I illegally watch them. I got an illegal stream <laughs> that I, I watch them because I can't get the games here in Australia, so I illegally stream them. Got to do what you got to yeah. do. Exactly. Not judging. I remember, <laughs> I remember beginning of the season. I openly told the president of LAFC that I sometimes illegally stream our games. Yeah. And he was like, you do exactly for the love of the game, people for the love of the game. We exactly, got to do what you got to do. Exactly. 
Ah, this now brings us to the Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. Bam, would you like to do the honors or would, would you like me to do the honors on this one? <laughs> I'd rather Philly do the honors, but because he can't be here, you can do the honors. Okay. So in honor of the one and only Philly, love you, Christian. Oh, there you go. Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah. You see it if you're watching live. Uh, our choice for this <laughs> lovely evening <laughs> is a 1978 <laughs> album called Even Now. Of course, that would be Barry Manilow. And it's famous for the song Copacabana. So in honor of Philly, we present to you Barry Manilow's Even Now album. There you go. Uh, I know he's challenging us. Uh, I guess there's a Chicho Arango first line uh, <laughs> chant attempt. From, His from name Philly. was Chicho. Chicho Arango. Philly has to finish the song. But he'll probably finish yeah. it before Scarf. <laughs> Wow, the challenge is there. See that, Philly? You see that? Uh, you have homework to do, my man. And uh, we have your full support for Barry Lano and the Copa. And we apologize to everyone on this episode because we know you're all seeing it in your heads right now for the rest of the episode. So <laughs> enjoy Copa Cabana, everybody. It's it's all good. It's all good. And in that happy mood of elevator music, we're going to move on to a much more serious topic. That's right, the match ahead. <sighs> Minnesota, getting there, chasing it, making it happen. Tony, what is up with Minnesota? Why are they so important? What's the deal with these guys? So Minnesota is literally, as we've been saying this whole time, um, in one of the playoff positions that we could take over. They are in our way, and we have to, again, we have to stay focused on them. Not look over to what's next coming up and focusing on them. The reason why they are at the moment let me go find my notes they go 12 8 and 10. so they they do win a lot they do tie a lot and they they have lost a couple games but they are a very solid team they are scary because of course argenio has the most shots per match for the minnesota team at a shot a goal like on on target and then they rank Here's the weird part. So I don't understand this this method. I, I need to figure out what the quote-unquote ranking of this is because they're ranked ninth in goals conceded per match at 1.2, right? Mm -hmm. But they're ranked 20th in goals scored per match at 1.2. So they're even I, on their goals yeah. for and goals against on average. But the league seems to be very top-heavy in goals scored. I think that's how we can break it apart. And so they're way down the line because they're not averaging more than a goal a game or well, barely above a goal a game. But at the same time, you're not getting the ball past them. So lots of draws. What's that? What's that record again, everybody? How many draws do we have there? A ton. Was it mm -hmm. eight? eight? Eight draws? Eight draws. Eight. So this is a team that keeps it tight. They keep it down, right? That is why they are where they are. Um, bam. They scored a little bit more in the last match, right? Last match was a five-goal game. Split <laughs> three to two. They ended up beating wow. Philly three goals to two. Mm -hmm. um, some of the highlights for the match. 41st minute, uh, who knew scored for Minnesota? So up one nil. 
45th minute, Gastag equalizes for Philly, 1-1 going to halftime. 54th minute, Gastag gives Philly the lead, so he gets his brace. Minnesota down 2-1. 63rd minute, Lord equalizes for Minnesota, so we're in 2-2, 63rd minute. 67th minute, Frangapang gives Minnesota the lead with his goal. And then in the 77th minute, something I've never seen before on a football field. <laughs> Minnesota's defender, uh, uh, Mentire, gets a straight red. The reason he got the straight red, he picked up the ball and threw it at Wagner's face. Pure insanity. Who does that? It's like who, who throws a that, shoe, seriously? right? Who throws a ball exactly. at another play? Who does this? Yeah. <laughs> it's so out of oh, bounds. Yeah, it was... Don't know what he was thinking. Now, some of the key stats for the game. Um, possession. Philly had 58-42. Shots and goal. Philly were up again. 18-12 with 6-4 to four on target. Crosses. Philadelphia up 18-12. Both had five corners each. 10 fouls each with one yellow, one red to... Minnesota and three yellows to Philadelphia and total team expected goals was even at 1.9 apiece. Overdoing it. I see. I mean, Philly did right. They write on the expected goals. Um, I gotta say, I like that whole like clock thing above that. I don't know where you got that from, but it old school 45 and 45. That's pretty darn cool. Just saying. I actually stole that from, um, Philadelphia's on oh no, a Minnesota's um, Twitter. Ah, okay. It looks cool. End of, end of game. So that's the from there. So actually it looks really good. I yeah, it's it. good graphic. Very throwback. Yeah. Dig it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so basically they lost their right back for this match due to a rush of blood to the head. Um, straight stupid. Let's be real. Uh, who th- again, why dude, knowing that again, he wasn't thinking, right. They really need him for the match against us. And he puts it on himself to do that. And it was a funny video. Cause there's another guy laying on the floor. I don't know who killed him, uh, but <laughs> Billy was like all over the floor on that play. It looked really messy. Uh, but there it is. You know, they get a result against the team that they shouldn't have got a result from Philly is, is, um, should be a much better side in comparison to Minnesota. They've been pretty dialed in for a while here, uh, but it didn't happen for them. They blew it. Uh, I, it's just, again, bad luck for us, but that that's how it played out. Now, looking at their lineup, this team is deep. Uh, you know, they've, they've got, they've got options. That's one thing. Um, I'm pretty sure we know who's going to start in this thing. It's a little bit predictable. Yeah, they're not. There's not too, too much of a shock. In goal, you're going to have Tyler Miller. Y'all know him. Some love him. Some hate him. Tyler he is a part Miller. of our history. Uh, let's hope he's a part of our our happy history in the next few days here, uh, because we're going to have to beat the man. Good thing is we know all the. We all know what he can deliver. We know his weaknesses. We know his strengths. We know this guy. So I expect our guys to be ready for him. You know, I, you know, I think they'll prep. 
for what he does. He is good for a gaff or two a game still. Um, the last loss they had, he, he, he kind of owned that loss. Uh, that you can you can get him. You know that already. So you're not not shocked by that one at all. Okay. Uh, left back should be Gasper. Uh, Debossi and Boxall should should carry the center back role. Uh, Coleman is an option at center back, but I don't think we're going to see him start there. Uh, the right back situation with what meant in there being <laughs> removing himself from the equation. Uh, DJ Taylor will definitely slide into that. I think, Bam, we were debating that. It should be DJ Taylor. Uh, defensive midfielders, Dotson. And then you have the choice between Trap and Alonzo. Boy, want to go with a little Alonso more speed or you want to go some grit? Game. What happened? Hmm? Alonzo subbed on last game. He sat on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, he started on the bench. I think his age is what's determining that nowadays. That's for <laughs> sure. I'd expect Trap. I do. I think we're too quick for Alonzo in the moment, but in the second half, if he needs to bog us down, then he's the right guy for the job. We've got some interesting experience with him. That's for certain. Uh, the new center center attacking mid will definitely be Reynoso. Uh, he is the engine, without a doubt. Uh, he is going to be trouble for us. If we get a Twesta back, I feel real good about things. If we don't have a Twesta back, I don't feel that great knowing that Reynoso is on the field. Real talk. Uh, left, mil- left mid should be... Uh, Frag Fragbane, I think that's how you say his name. Uh, right mid, it'll either be Finley or Load. We'll see. I, I'm thinking if they want the skill, it's going to be Load, right? Um, if they if they if the focus is is pressing our guys back and using speed, then then Finley gets the run, right? I really think it's dependent on what we're looking at for that position. That's our weak spot from that from that realm. That that's where we've got our issues, right? Uh, are you going to pin back Palacios? Is it going to be Edwards? That's going to be our story. Okay. Striker should be who knew? Who knew? Um, no surprise who's on, there. Who's on first? Right. Who's on first? <laughs> who knew? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. We can go forever on that one. <laughs> um, so that that's where we're at. You know, like I said, load off the bench wouldn't be a shock. Alonzo wouldn't be a shock. They also have uh, Rosales. They have Adi. Definitely play. Uh, their backup goalkeeper is St. Clair. I don't think he's playing in this game. Uh, Coleman could get minutes at center back. Uh, don't be surprised with that. Uh, Raitala, former draft pick that wasn't, uh, is in this side, so you could see him. Uh, you have Grigas and Hansen as well. Uh, no injuries to report, right, Bam? No, none that I can find. I'm with it. Uh, Rosales and Addy came on in the 88th minute for him. So they did get minutes as well. So you've got a couple of minutes. So that might have been saving them for us. Yeah, I'd expect that. Uh, and again, it's pretty good when you have Lode, Alonzo, Rosales, and Adi coming off the bench. Like, those guys can start everywhere else. So, I mean, Lode's a star in, in his own right. So, and we know what Alonzo's done in the past. So this team is tough. This is going to be brutal. We're on the road. The one thing that I know is good is that 3252 is going to be, like, deep for this match. So when you're watching the game, for those that's not fortunate enough to make the trip, <laughs> you'll definitely be here in the 3252. They'll be dominating up there. I guarantee that. So home crowd uh, vibe will definitely be there for the boys when we're up there. 
but yes, this is what we're dealing with. You're like, what are they going to do against us? I expect them to dictate the game. That's what I expect from Minnesota. I don't expect them to just absorb us. No, I expect them to take it to us. This could be a bit of a foot race back and forth. If a twist is in there, then I think our pace will be controlled a little bit better. Uh, then we can dictate things. If he's not in there, then becomes, the, of course, the big question of who, who fills those shoes, which, of course, brings in the panel here. So let's talk about us. Who's available? Who's not available? Who should we count on? Who should we just say, eh, whatevs? If we see him, we see him. Where are we at here? Uh, goal. I know. What we want and what, we, what will happen is the conversation. So, bam, who do you want, but who do you see going in I want that's where that's where I saw, obviously. Um goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. Goalkeeper? goalkeeper? Alright. Yeah. <laughs> I want anyone black but black men. <laughs> and who's gonna play? Black men. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the boat, uh, I think the same thing. Blackman's getting the start, even though the whole world doesn't want him to for this match. Uh, I'm on, yeah, anybody but. I like that. Uh, I just think Romero got kind of a raw deal in the first place. So there's that. Tony, predictions on your end? Romero would want, realistically, Blackman. There it is. We have consensus. Now let's get to the the backs. Uh, obviously, it's going to be the wing back situation. That's what we've done. I don't see any differences. Your three center backs. Who do you guys go with? Let's start with you, Tony. Who do you think you're going to go with, or who do you think he's going to start? Morillo, Fall, I want to say Ibaga, but. Plus, nah. Blackman, maybe the other Blackman. <laughs> Dig it. I, you know, Bam, what's your prediction? Rio four, definite. They're straight okay. in. The third one, again, Ibiaga, but I can see him starting far in. You're in my boat on this one. Same thing. I think Farfan gets the nod. I don't. I'm not on that. Not on that. But you know, I would. I would say, if I had my way, Blackman finally gets to start back there with these guys. You know, I think Kim Un Juan goes on the right side, mm-hmm. so we can press him on that side and have some freedom because Blackman's right behind him. Right. You're good. It's fine. Uh, but are we going to see that? No. Um, I have a funny feeling Blackman gets to start as your right wing back again. And mm, Farfan gets the start. And Raheem becomes your left wing back for this match. I think that's what I we're going to see. I agree left wing back. Right wing back, I'm seeing Moon. Kim Moon 1. And Blackman sits? Blackman sits. Blackman sits. Okay. All right. I can see that again. I can see it happening, right? A little unpredictable right now. We just know there's only two that are certain. Everybody else is in the air. In the air. All right. Which brings us to the midfield situation. Is Blessing getting a start, guys? 
going to say no. I'll no. say yes. Okay, so... Ooh. Uh, Bam, what do you think for your three, then, if Blessing's not starting? I'm saying Sifu. Artwesto. Duke. Ooh. Okay. All right. Tony, prediction? Uh, since I said Blessing, Sifu, and... Chris is Stomo because Atuesa will be substituted in to to make sure he's okay. Uh, I'm gonna predict Atuesta, Blessing, and Sifu. If he's limping, he plays. If he can just get on the field, Atuesta's out there. I don't see it any other way. I think he didn't make the trip specifically to rest for this match. Why take him on a trip, right? Leave him at home. Let him rehab a little bit more. Gets an extra day of training while the other guys are playing on the road. I think I think that's what we're gonna see is is the guys we like to see. Uh, will Will Duke get playtime? Yes. Will Chris Stone get playtime? Maybe if we've got a lead to hold things down. But I really, honestly, if anybody's earned their way to the doghouse, it's probably Chris Stone after this last match, right? I mean. Let's yeah. be real. Um, same with Palacios. I'm sorry, but if you're watching, like you saw what he did out there. It's not, he's not in form. That's for sure. So, yeah, I just, if it's Chris Stone, I'm, I'm, my jaw will drop and I'll just be like, okay, all right. I get the chorus now. It's okay. Um, up top, I don't think anybody's surprised, right? Mm-mm. At least I'm going to surprise you. But, Bam, what do you think the starters are going to be? Arongo, he's mm-hmm. straight away. I think B Rod, but I want Moose. I think Moose gets it. I do. I think Moose gets it. Uh, that one's dynamic. Arongo works well with Moose. There's chemistry there. It's working. It's working. Um, of course, you could throw it all off and go with three up there, and then you'd see all three in the mix. But, yeah, I have a funny feeling Moose is getting getting the play again. I just do. He's rewarded him before in the past, so why not? Um, you know, B-Rod would be your typical expectation, right? But for this one, yeah. I, I think he comes in as the super sub for this game. You look at two. If you start Duke in the middle, Duke and Moose have good chemistry as well. Yeah. Yep. Just don't don't put Farfan and Palacios together, please, please, please <laughs> don't do this to me. I don't want to cry this weekend. Don't do that to me. Uh, all right, Tony. Any differences to your lineup up top? Um. I'll I'll be different and I'll take Ox's uh, suggestion, Chicho and Michi. Ooh, which then brings us into everybody's comments. There we go. There we go. Good thing bringing up Ox. So let's let's see here. So I just want to say Christian Philemon is on there and he says he is working on the Barry chant. There you go. <laughs> so y'all see that? See Barry from Christian Philemon. There we go. 
Uh, moving on. Let's see. Lemus says this Saturday our match against will be a tough road match. Keep an eye on our cell at Chicago, Vancouver at San Jose. This could be the week of our fortune turns around. Let's hope and pray for that. All right, let me get back into these lineups conversations everybody's talking about. Uh, Hooligan Ox says hoping for a Twesta's return, praying for it. Hooligan Ox also is getting that same thing. The statue plays. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yep. As a, as Philly says, we need Kim Moon Swan out there. Yeah, I do too. I, you know, if you have three good center backs, well-rounded center backs, Kim Moon Juan is fine out there. That's why I like Blackman back there. I just do. Uh, Jason Lewis, you know how we can expect not showing up number 10. We'll just say that number 10. Okay. Again, I talk about players making the trip. He's not making the trip. I don't want to talk about him. That's where my head's at right now. Uh, Hooligan Ox says, I see Chicho and Michi. So there you go. There's the conversation right there. Thank you guys for your contributions. Not a whole lot gave their lineups, but there it is. Uh, a couple other things I just want to bring out there. I thought that was funny from Jason. He was having some fun earlier. Uh, Here we go. I saw that one. We'll move on to the next one. Yep, never forget our family. Memories. That's how it's supposed to be. We know. Without a doubt, it's a celebration of their lives. All right, I like this one, Jason. Question for all three. What musician, celebrity, retired athlete would you like to see as a honorary falconer? Dang. Um, all right. I guess we can we can play ball with this. I like to see Mike D go out there when we play San Jose. Straight up. That's the salt I'm looking for. Okay? Uh, <laughs> couldn't help it, right? Um, honestly, people who sacrifice for the city, that's good stuff. Um, the cream one was just like a whole other level. Um if you get Vin out there one day, Vin Scully, could you imagine? Oh, my God. Right? I know. I know. He's retired. I know. But could you could you imagine? Right? Uh, honestly, like, I'm not too big on it because there's a good cavalcade of people that want to do it. So we're not we're not hurting. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um. We've had a good run so far, so let's keep it up. That's for sure. I have a feeling that K-pop band's gonna be doing it for that one match. What do you guys think? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, kind of a guarantee. Kind of a guarantee. CC word is there. So that's a funny one, man. I love it. Uh, Hooligan Ox, of course. Let's get the win, right? We're all on board with that. As we've seen Copacabana for the rest of the days before this game. Enjoy that on your playlist for Friday. Uh, so there it is. Uh, it looks like that's our comments from everybody. Cool things, cool things. All good things. All right, so we'll move off of that and get into our conversations and what we do, what we always do. So, again, we are thankful for everything you guys do supporting this show, listening to what madness we bring along to everyone. Um, it's it's beyond um, a blessing to be a part of this LAFC community. So thank you guys. Uh, Bam, happy to hear that freedom is coming back to you uh, and that 
everyone there, the majority, 90%, right, is playing along uh, yep. to get we out there. 90% right. first facts in my state. That's so we, that's 71% second facts. Within next week, we hit 80% second facts. And then a couple of days after that, we should hit 90% second facts. So you're getting, and so your your kilometer restriction is gone, right? Yeah. The only restriction we have at the moment is we can't go regional. So if you in the metropolitan, you can just go anywhere in the metropolitan. You just can't go regional. So I can't go three hours drive north. Got it. Okay. But it's still you can get around town now. There's not that situation at hand so good on you we can't wait to get you back into the north end with us and get us on road trips still have flashbacks to game one seattle uh getting you hurt but it, it is what it is uh <laughs> best decision ever best decision ever. best yeah dude without a doubt you know we just can't wait to have you back here uh tony you're not making the trip are you this week Mm-mm. if anything I'm... just like me yeah i'm <laughs> Actually, if anybody wants to come hang out with me, I'll be also after the game. I'm going to the Haunted Hayride. Hey, are you going to Dare Wolf this weekend too? I'm going to try to, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, cool. I know know Fresco's got that all set up. So, guys, go out there if you can. It's good. It's good. It's a good location. Um, Yeah, follow it. Whoever's closest to you, the viewing parties, I can guarantee you're going to be a good time out. So don't don't hesitate. Um, Pride Republic had a pretty cool one. So go check out their socials. I don't have it right in front of me, but uh, it has a show afterward. Uh, it's super cool. It was before the show. It was before the game. Is it before the game? Yeah. You got it on you? Yes, I do. It, it yeah. is. Come. <laughs> <laughs> dead air, dead air. No, it's just quietly looking for this no, file. No, and... I found it. It's just, it's just funny because the way it come watch. Come watch X Toxic guys make your soccer balls go bitty bitty bum bum. <laughs> come come for the game and stay for the queen. So I'm guess so yeah. The doors open post at game. four. Yeah, so I think it is post game. Yeah, you're right. My bad. Yep. Uh-huh. So uh, 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 a Selena impersonator guys. Oh, yeah. Like yes. There you go. Um, where's the location at? The location is at um, L Place. L, yeah, at first I was like, "What the hell?" I was like, <laughs> "I was like, yeah, L Place." The exact transition is two three two one East First Street at in Los Angeles, California. Like always, but I'll post it on the social so you guys can, if you're near it, go for it. It'll be a fun time. Looks like. Yeah, it'll be a good time out. Pride is always awesome to hang with. So mm-hmm. go check it out. Um, again, the community is strong. It just keeps getting stronger. It doesn't matter what the results are on the field. We just keep doing our thing and, and we make it happen. Uh, so on that note, I'm going to give it to one of you guys for your final thoughts of the day. I skipped Tony last time. So Tony, I'm not skipping you this time. You lead the way, my friend. Um, like I, like I always say, moving up, I think this will probably be my final saves for the next four games is just keep focus on this game. Um, I, I will, if you come come talk to me i will have conversations about further games but i am only focusing on this one let's get the result so that way we keep the power to control our playoff futures in our hands um just keep supporting no matter when when loss draw we are a community we we are here for the team we're not here because 
we are a bandwagon team and we only we only jump up on support because we're winning so just keep that up and let's let's get that w harder gets the louder we get that's how it works that's supporter culture good stuff good good stuff well said tony uh bam you have the floor sir my final thoughts on start off with being transparent to everyone this week i got confirmation that i'm now a shareholder in my local team here in australia i'm now a shareholder in melbourne victory fc now it's a minute share but i'm shareholder and one day i'd love to see it happen with lafc as well bam was investor class check this guy out the investor that he is that's monopoly Um, stuff man good stuff love it it is (laughs) Hopefully my next trip over can be a business write-off. <laughs> How much nice. was it for a share, man? I got to ask. Uh, it was $2.20 per share, and I brought 500 shares. Dang, good stuff, man. Good so, stuff. Yeah, so Investing what it was, was club. One, of the, one of the original owners of the club went, I'm done, I'm out. I don't like the way that the rest of the owners are taking the club, so I'm out. Instead of selling them the shares to the other owners, he went, I'm going to make it public so Joe Blow down the street can buy in. So nice. be full transparent to everyone. Yes, I'm now an owner. LAFC, you should do it too. I'm down. I'm pretty sure something. We know who to blame when the team sucks. <laughs> look in the mirror, everybody. When you're the owners, you look in the mirror. There you go. Exactly. Uh, no, man, it, it's good stuff. You're investing in your club. It's a hell of a lot better than just a t-shirt and a hat, right? <laughs> it's exactly, a forever exactly. thing. That you can pass the family, right? You can definitely pass the family. Yeah. Um, so good, good, man. That that is long term as it gets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. this game again. A must-win game. But as I like to say, win, lose, or draw, LFC will always adore. Forever faithful. Forever faithful. Well said, brother. Which I guess it brings it to me, right? It's my turn. All right. So, uh, for the final thought of the day from my end, one, it's of, of great thanks to all of you guys yet again uh, for keeping us afloat. That's for sure. To Bam, to Tony, uh, putting in the work off camera as well as on uh, to keep this thing going. And it is a lot of work, guys. A lot of time goes into the preview, into the setup. It's not just randomly turning it on and going for it. There's there's a lot of there's a lot behind it. So beyond thankful for you guys to keep me in this game uh, and to again build what we've built. Um, because again, this is the community, right? This is our show. That's what we do. Um, thankful for the supporters that make the trip to spend the money in not the greatest of times and still go hard and pack it. I've already seen large numbers for Minnesota. The faithful booting large numbers in for Colorado, not even knowing if we're going to be in contention by then, but still investing toward that trip. So whatever happens in these next few games, 3252 will still travel heavy, still travel hard, and give everything they can, even on the last day of the season, until the final whistle and beyond. They're in it. They're invested. I expect that from everyone in the faithful. Turning on them right now is not where we need to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's backing them up, making it happen. That's where we're at. 
Um, that's where we'll always be. Win, lose, draw, your LAFC through and through. It's about what this club represents, not the standings. It's what it represents, and it's a hell of a lot more than one or two games. So we're in it. This is what we do. Wear your colors tomorrow. We got a game this weekend. Wear your colors on the weekend. On Sunday, no matter the result, I dare you to wear your colors again. Right? Support your team. It's through and through, thick and thin. That is the life of football. You got to realize at the end of the year, only one team's happy. That's the reality of this game. Only one team gets to be champions. The rest are angry. That's football. So sometimes you get close. Sometimes you win it. Sometimes you're miles off. Just love the fact that we have a football team and we do what we do. And they're competitive. They are competitive. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I was not sitting down when that last goal went in this last game. I was screaming, ranting, raving like a lunatic, right? How did this happen? You know, we got there. So the passion continues. Let's do it again. Uh, On that note, of course, tradition dictates what for us to say. Yeah, that's right. So I'll start with you, Tony. Word of the day? Stay golden. Bam? Stay golden. And from me to all of you, stay golden. For listening to the heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over.